I'd like to take a moment and have a real heart-to-heart with you. If you're able right now, place your hand over your heart. Can you feel it? That's your heartbeat telling you that you're alive. It's the same for a preborn baby. Their heart begins to form at conception, and at just three weeks, it's already beating. At five weeks, a baby's heartbeat can be heard on ultrasound. And that's why we've partnered with Preborn, because we need to help these precious babies. Every day, Preborn's networks of clinics rescue 200 babies from abortion. When a mother with an unplanned pregnancy meets her baby on ultrasound and hears their heartbeat, it's a divine encounter. That doubles a baby's chances at life. And by six weeks, the eyes are forming. By 10 weeks, a baby is able to suck his or her own thumb. And for just $28, you could be the difference between life or death of a child. All gifts are tax deductible, and I want you to donate. All you have to do is just dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250, keyword baby. You can also donate securely at preborn.com slash verdict. That's preborn.com slash verdict or pound 250 and say the keyword baby. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome. It is Verdict with Senator Ted Cruz. Ben Ferguson with you as well. Senator, the Durham report is out, and it's very clear that it vindicates Donald Trump. I can't believe I'm saying this, but even CNN said it vindicates Donald Trump. It was very clear a witch hunt from the deep state to go after the president of the United States of America and to try to destroy him, his family, his entire life, and to remind people of how much They wanted to destroy Donald Trump. Let's remind people of what Nancy Pelosi said when all this started many years ago. Uh, This week, we saw cold, hard evidence of the Trump campaign, indeed the Trump family, eagerly intending to collude possibly with Russia, a hostile foreign power to influence American elections. In the month, again, as we celebrate the courage of our founders, Republicans in Congress have become enablers of the Trump-Russia assault on our democracy. After these latest revelations, it's becoming clear we have suffered a desecration of our democracy not seen since Watergate. Speaker Ryan must allow a vote on an outside independent commission to get to the bottom of the Trump campaign's role in Russia's assault on our democracy and prevent Putin from ever doing it again immediately. Outside independent commission. It's not just about what happened in the past. It's to prevent it from happening again. Senator, she knew she was lying and she was calling for a full-on investigation of Donald Trump and she got it. Every word Nancy Pelosi said there was a lie. You're right, she knew she was lying. The media knew she was lying. The Department of Justice knew she was lying. The FBI knew she was not lying. Congressional Democrat leadership knew she was lying. As I read this report, I'm angry. I'm angry on multiple fronts. Let me quote from the Durham report. Quote, Based on the evidence gathered in the multiple exhaustive and costly federal investigations of these matters, including the incident investigation, neither U.S. law enforcement nor the intelligence community appears to have possessed any actual evidence of collusion in their holdings at the commencement of the Crossfire Hurricane investigation. The report continues, quote, Our investigation determined that the Crossfire Hurricane investigators did not and could not corroborate any, any of the substantive allegations contained in the Steele reporting, nor was Steele able to produce corroboration for any of the reported allegations, even after being offered 
$1 million or more by the FBI for such corroboration. This investigation was started as a lie, and it was started as a political witch hunt. Actually, the words Trump used were accurate. This was a witch hunt. This was Democrats in Congress. This was rabid left-wing partisans burrowed into the FBI. This was rabid left-wing partisans burrowed into the Department of Justice, all using the machinery of law enforcement to target what was then the Republican nominee for president. This is a grotesque abuse of power. And, and, and if you're not angry at it, even if you're a Democrat, even if you can't stand Trump, the idea that the federal government would go after one of the two major party nominees and try to destroy them because they hate him is an incredible threat to our liberty and our, to our democracy. And, and I use those words without a sense of irony because the Democrats, as you just played, Nancy Pelosi said, we're defending democracy, defending democracy. She was engaged in as fundamental an assault on democracy as our country has ever seen. It was using law enforcement to try to prevent the American people from electing someone she didn't want and then to try to remove a duly elected president because she hated the voters for electing him. Is it too strong, Senator, to call this, and, and, and I think it's time just that we're blunt, is this, was this basically, in essence, a coup attempt by the deep state to say, we don't like who the American people chose, and therefore we're going to fix it by, by, on false pretenses, framing someone for crimes, framing somebody for things they never did, writing a script to frame them for it, and then get rid of that person? So, yes and no. There were some engaged in, in a coup attempt. In, in fact, if I may be so bold as to use the word insurrection, when you're trying to topple a duly elected government, it's an insurrection. And, and what Nancy Pelosi was trying to do, what congressional Democrats were trying to do, was an insurrection. Um, I think some of the hard partisans at DOJ and the FBI were doing the same. I think others were just complacent. So let me read again. From the Durham report, quote, based on the review of Crossfire Hurricane and related intelligence activities, we conclude that the department and the FBI failed to uphold their important mission of strict fidelity to the law in connection with certain events and activities described in this report. As noted, former FBI attorney Kevin Kleinsmith committed a criminal offense by fabricating language in an email that was material to the FBI in obtaining a FISA surveillance order. In other instance, FBI personnel working on the same FISA application displayed at best a cavalier attitude towards accuracy and completeness. Now, the Durham report continues. Our investigation also revealed that senior FBI personnel displayed a serious lack of analytical rigor towards the information that they received, especially information from politically affiliated persons and entities. And the report continues in light of the foregoing. There is a continuing need for the FBI and the department to recognize that lack of analytical rigor, apparent confirmation bias, and an over-willingness to rely on information from individuals connected to political opponents caused investigators to fail to adequately consider alternative hypotheses and to act without appropriate object objectivity or restraint in pursuing allegations of collusion or conspiracy between a U.S. political campaign and a foreign power. This is damning, and it shows a combination of people on a mission to destroy their political opponents and perfectly happy to use law enforcement to do it and others who had such a sense of laxity that they were perfectly fine to be part of the process and no one who stood up and said what the hell are we doing and that's what i wonder is there no one in doj no one in fbi who had a shred of integrity who said even if they're a democrat gosh i don't like trump but we don't have evidence here to launch a massive investigation to try to influence and shift the results of an election and try to remove a duly elected president. As far as this report indicates, nobody 
had that integrity say that. I want to talk about naming names, and I think this is part of the accountability that the American people send are just sick and tired of. And I've got a list of people, and I want to ask you if you believe, are they guilty, uh, and should the American people trust them? And before I go through that list, I want to talk to you about our friends over at Chalk. If you're a guy, and you're getting a little older, and you feel like you're, you're getting some of that weakness and complacency, and you just don't feel like you have that edge that you used to have, you're not alone. Men's testosterone levels are off a cliff historically. They're actually at an all-time loan. And that is exactly why you need to check out the Patriots at Chalk. They're here to help real American men just like you get back that strength and vitality that you might be missing. It's manufactured right here in the U.S. Chalk's natural herbal supplements are clinically proven to have game-changing effects on your energy, on your focus, on your mood maximize your masculinity today by upping your testosterone levels up 20% over 90 days. Go online to chalk, chok.com and use the promo code BEN. You'll get 35% off at chalk.com. That's right, 35% off. I've been taking the male vitality stack. Check it out. It works. You can boost your testosterone levels up to 20% over 90 days. Chalk, C-H-O-Q, Dot com. Use the promo code Ben for 35% off any chalk subscriptions for life. Senator, let's go through this list and, 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 and very, very clearly, let's, let's talk about the players. First of all, let's start at the top with the FBI. Is it clear that the FBI was guilty of lying to the American people? Unquestionably, yes. And, and in fact, it is a fact. So Andrew Klein-Smith, who, who I mentioned before, he was an assistant general counsel at the FBI. He fabricated, he created a counterfeit document. He committed a felony. And, and the circumstances of that, as you know, we've talked about this on the pod before. The last book I wrote, Justice Corrupted, How the Left Has Weaponized the Legal System. And I encourage folks, go buy Justice Corrupted. There's an entire chapter that walks through what the DOJ did, what the FBI did. But Andrew Kleinsmith was seeking a wiretap on Carter Page. Carter Page was an academic. He was giving foreign policy advice to the Trump campaign. This is in 2016, in the summer and fall of 2016. And the basis for the wiretap was Carter Page was talking to some shady Russians. Now, generally speaking, you probably shouldn't talk to shady Russians. But Andrew Klein-Smith engaged in a little due diligence, and he sent an email to the, to the CIA and he asked, hey, is this guy Carter Page a source for the CIA? Now, if you think about it, the fact that you're talking to shady Russians, ordinarily, maybe that would be a cause for suspicion. But if you're working for the CIA, if you're doing it on behalf of the United States government, if you're serving the American people by talking to shady Russians, that doesn't raise suspicion. That's actually a good thing. You ought to say thank you. So, Andrew Klein-Smith emails the CIA, says, is Carter Page a source for you? CIA emails back and says, yes, he is a source. And Andrew Klein-Smith, he was such a hardcore partisan. He hated Trump so much. He was in an environment where he was surrounded by hardcore partisans that hated Trump so much they wanted to go after him. He takes that email and he alters it. And he doesn't alter it slightly. The email says, yes, Carter Page is a source. And Andrew Kleinsmith changes the email to say, no, Carter Page is not a source. So he alters it so it says 180 degrees the opposite of what it said. And then he takes that fraudulent counterfeit document, he submits it to the federal court, the FISA court, and that becomes one of the important bases for seeking the wiretap. That is an absolute bombshell of the FBI lying to the American people. And listen, did the other people of the FBI lie? Not directly, but they created the environment where the DOJ and the FBI viewed getting Donald Trump as, as the preeminent objective. And so they were willing to ignore the evidence. And critically, look, you look at what Durham said. They had plenty of indication that this Steele report was, was garbage that it came for, that it was paid for by the Hillary Clinton campaign, that it was paid for by the DNC. And by the way, law enforcement in a political campaign ought to view with great skepticism 
any oppo document that they receive from someone's political opponent. doesn't mean it could never be accurate. But they ought to recognize whoever prepared this document has every incentive to lie, to twist the facts. They want to tear this person down, so we should be skeptical. We should not accept it as face value. Because DOJ and the FBI hated Trump so much, they had none of that skepticism. And, 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 and that is a failure in the very foundations of how law enforcement is supposed to operate. The scary part is what you just explained is just the FBI. So let's move on to the DOJ. Are they guilty of lying to the American people as well? Of course they are. And, and, and it, the DOJ, you had people like Bruce Orr, whose wife was working with Fusion GPS, which was the oppo research firm being paid for by Hillary Clinton. And Bruce Orr was an associate deputy attorney general at the Department of Justice. By the way, under George W. Bush, I was an associate deputy attorney general at the Department of Justice. I've had that job. As an aside, how many times do you have a job that has that many modifiers? Associate? <laughs> yeah. Deputy attorney general. It's a little weird. Government's weird. They, they call that in DOJ parlance an ADAG. By the way, there's a more complicated acronym, which is there are multiple associate deputies, deputy attorneys general. There's also one who is the principal associate deputy attorney general. Instead of an ADAG, that person's called a PAYDAG because government can't exist without acronyms. But Bruce Orr was an ADAG. His wife, Nellie Orr, was working for Fusion GPS, which was on the payroll of Hillary Clinton. And once the FBI and the Department of Justice stopped dealing with Steele, who created the Steele dossier because he had all sorts of reasons to be untrustworthy, Bruce Orr and Nellie Orr became a back channel, and he didn't tell anyone. So it was the Department of Justice again. He was perfectly willing to circumvent the process because... He hated Donald Trump. And it's important to understand the environment. Everyone there thought there is no universe in which Trump can win. So we can use all of government to attack him because Hillary Clinton will be president. We'll have some radical left winger as attorney general. And so whatever we do, we'll never see the light of day. No one will know it because Trump will lose. We're safe. And then suddenly Trump won, and they're like, holy crap, what do we do? What do we do? And they made a decision. So November, December 2016, January 2017, they had a moment where they could have said, you know, abandon ship. Let's stop this attack. He's the newly elected president. Let's respect democracy. He's the president. We don't like him, but he's the president. Let's accept his legitimacy. They not only didn't do that. They made the decision to do everything they could to tear him down. This was, I believe, the greatest internal coup within the federal government that, that our nation has ever seen. And Trump said, they're wiretapping me. He was right. Trump said, they're coming after me. He was right. Trump said, this is a witch hunt. He was right. Listen, there are lots of things that Trump says and does that I don't agree with, but the behavior of DOJ and the FBI in this investigation is, without exaggeration, the most shameful chapter in the history of the Department of Justice and the FBI, and there is yet to be real accountability for this absolute abuse of power. Yeah, it, it's it's truly incredible to see two organizations use this way. Let's start talking about individuals. Senator James Comey, did he lie to the American people? Repeatedly, shamelessly, unabashedly. Look, James Comey is someone who is deeply political. He was deeply political under George W. Bush. He was deputy attorney general under George W. Bush. He was deeply political under Barack Obama. He held his big press conference where he said, OK, Hillary violated the law when she dealt with her emails, but it's not enough to indict. That was not the job of an FBI director, but he I think James Comey fancies himself as J. Edgar Hoover. He wanted to be the most powerful FBI director ever. He wanted to use his power. And look, when I look back to the Trump presidency, there are many, many big victories that we won during the Trump presidencies, victories that I worked hand in hand with Donald Trump to win, big victories for the American people. When I look back at mistakes in the Trump presidency, there were multiple, but, but I don't know that any was as big 
as the fact that Trump did not fire James Comey. On January 20th, 2017, I believe Donald Trump should have called James Comey in and said, Mr. Comey, thank you for your service to the nation. Your services are no longer required. And the Trump White House, I think very naively, believed they could co-opt James Comey. They could bring him on board. They could make him on board the team. And they did not understand the radiant ambition in James Comey where Comey went in wanting to take down Donald Trump. And he should have, if he'd been fired on day one, it would have saved the Trump administration thousands upon thousands of hours of misery. And, and it was a serious mistake because Comey was more than happy to try to weaponize the FBI against a president he did not like and did not agree with. I'd like to take a moment and have a real heart-to-heart with you. If you're able right now, place your hand over your heart Can you feel it? That's your heartbeat telling you that you're alive. It's the same for a preborn baby. Their heart begins to form at conception, and at just three weeks, it's already beating. At five weeks, a baby's heartbeat can be heard on ultrasound. And that's why we've partnered with Preborn, because we need to help these precious babies. Every day, Preborn's networks of clinics rescue 200 babies from abortion. When a mother with an unplanned pregnancy meets her baby on ultrasound and hears their heartbeat, it's a divine encounter. That doubles a baby's chances at life. And by six weeks, the eyes are forming. By 10 weeks, a baby is able to suck his or her own thumb. And for just $28, you could be the difference between life or death of a child. All gifts are tax deductible, and I want you to donate. All you have to do is just dial pound 250. And say the keyword baby. That's pound 250, keyword baby. You can also donate securely at preborn.com slash verdict. That's preborn.com slash verdict or pound 250 and say the keyword baby. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's talk about the biggest liar of all who started all, Hillary Clinton. And should Hillary Clinton have actually not just uh, be called a liar, Senator, but should she be held accountable for what she did? And let me remind everybody of what Hillary Clinton said about this lie back in the day in one of her interviews. To our future, the damage being done to our values, our institutions, and try to think of ways that I can help those who are on the front lines of the fight. Your name doesn't come up much Mm -hmm. on 
any campaign except for Donald Trump's. Mm-hmm. Lock her up is still mm-hmm. a big popular yeah. line. I believe he knows he's an illegitimate president. He knows. He knows that there were a bunch of different reasons why the election turned out the way it did. And I take responsibility for those parts of it that I should. But Jane, it was like applying for a job and getting 66 million letters of uh, recommendation and losing to a corrupt human tornado. And so I know that he knows that this wasn't on the level. I don't know that we'll ever know everything that happened, but clearly we know a lot and are learning more every day and history will probably sort it all out. So of course he's obsessed with me. And I believe that it's a guilty conscience in so much as... It's a guilty conscience. Quote, he knows he's an illegitimate president. I know that he knows this wasn't on the level. History will probably sort it all out. Well, we now know the history, Senator. Well, I got to say, in 2023, I'm shocked to hear a Democrat saying that someone is an illegitimate president, because I thought that was like undermining democracy. I, th- I thought that was election denialism. And, and you'll recall uh, when I went uh, last year, last October, on The View, it, it was, all right, candidly, you want to talk about some of the most fun 24 hours I had in my life. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that was uh, a great trip for you. So on October evening, a, a crisp, beautiful fall evening, I go up to New York City and I go to Yankee Stadium. And in Yankee Stadium, I, I, I watch my Houston Astros sweep the Yankees. In Yankee Stadium, it's game four. We won four games in a row in the ALCS. And as you know, I, I was in the second row behind home plate. And I was in bright orange Astros colors, proudly representing the Astros. And I got to say, there were at least 100, if not more, New Yorkers who suggested that I do something anatomically impossible. Uh, They were fairly energized. Uh, They were fairly pissed. And, And look, my response when they were mad, I'd just smile and point up and say scoreboard because, look, I get it. If you're a sports fan and you go into the opposing team stadium and you sweep them, they're pissed. That was fun. Uh, I will say, and by the way, the press and the, the Twitter went crazy with all the people yelling expletives at me. They, they didn't actually write down the hundreds of New Yorkers who took pictures with me and said, even in Yankee Stadium, thank you for fighting to save our country. Now, they also said, I hate the Astros and want the Yankees to win. Okay, that's great. That's sports. That's the beauty of sports is you root for your teams. Um, the next day, after we swept the Yankees and went to the World Series and went on to win the World Series, not to irritate any of the sore sentiments of other teams that did not win last year. But the next day I went on The View. And The View, if anything, The View was more hostile than being in Yankee Stadium in Game 4 of the LCS in Astros Orange. The View, these rabid left-wing women. And by the way, they were nasty when the camera was off. It wasn't even just like that's their persona. They look at you, Ben. They look at me. They look at conservatives. They hate us. But one of the things they said is they screamed, you are election deniers. And I pulled out quote after quote that I brought with me of Hillary Clinton saying what you you just played, of Joe Biden saying that George W. Bush was an illegitimate president. Uh, Um, over and over again, Democrats saying this, and and they didn't know what to say in response. They're just like, no, no, we have alternate facts. We don't b- believe Democrats have ever said that. And what's funny, a couple of weeks later, Chelsea Clinton, Hillary's daughter, was on The View, and they asked her, they said, Cruz said you, that your mom denied the election was legitimate. What do you say to that? And, and Chelsea was perfectly happy to repeat their talking points and say, oh, my mom never said that. Now, mind you, what Hillary said is public record. She said that repeatedly, that he's an illegitimate president. Why? Because Democrats are willing to abuse government and to lie when they don't get the political outcome they want. No doubt. It, there's also another part of this that's infuriating for, I think, so many Americans Listening center, and that's the fact you just mentioned, obviously, Hillary Clinton there. But you mentioned James Comey. You have Andrew McCabe. You have Peter Strzok. You have Lisa Page. 
Hell, you've got the FISA uh, judges. You've got Rod Rosenstein. You have Christopher Ray. You have Lisa Monaco. You have John Brennan. You've got James Clapper, Christopher Steele, and John Podesta. So, 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 so Ben, are, are, are you trying to piss me off? Like, like with with that array of names, I'm sitting here very calm and peaceful, and and you and you really are like p- pushing my buttons. <laughs> it's my job, sir. It's my I get paid to do this. But you listen to that list. And, and, and by the way, the, the dollar an hour we pay you, we'll double it right yes, now. Thank you. Good. That was a, I like that because that was a hell of a montage of guilty people I just <laughs> mentioned. So I deserve a bonus for that. But there are people that are going to listen. They're going to say, look, it, it's infuriating that this Durham report is confirming that Russian collusion was a lie. And if you have a brain, we all knew that since day one. But knowing that these people that we just mentioned were guilty of doing this and they're all going to walk around is there going to be any accountability for them sadly i'm not convinced there will be uh the new york times and the washington post both won pulitzer prizes for their reporting on this garbage russian collusion story we now know from the durham report that the story was a lie from day one and yet I feel absolutely certain the New York Times will not return their Pulitzer. The Washington Post will not return their Pulitzer. The reporters who reported on lies, who were complicit with lies, who these FBI and DOJ people were leaking to like sieves to spread the lies, they will continue to go to parties, to go to professional gatherings where they will be introduced as the Pulitzer Prize winning journalist. And they are literally lying propagandists. If there was a shred of integrity in the New York Times or the Washington Post, they'd return the Pulitzers and say, we're sorry we're participating in a lie. The chances of that happening are zero because there's not a shred of integrity in them. But I, I will say also, as I read this report, listen, I'm glad that Durham has cataloged that these were lies. But I'm also angry. Durham was not a blogger. He was not someone who was just entitled to write some thoughts. He was not a podcaster, by the way. Durham was a special counsel with the power to bring indictments. I read this whole thing and I say, Mr. Durham, who the hell did you indict? If, if we saw a massive dishonesty, if we saw a massive lie to the American people, if we saw a massive corruption of the Department of Justice and the FBI, bring an indictment. Stand up and hold people to accountable. And, and there's a paragraph in, in Durham's report that makes me particularly angry. I just want to read it. This report does not recommend any wholesale changes in the guidelines and policies that the department and the FBI now have in place to ensure proper conduct and accountability in how counterintelligence activities are carried out. Rather, it is intended to accurately describe the matters that fell under our review and to assist the Attorney General in determining how the department and the FBI can do a better, more credible job. i, I got to admit, reading that is just... It puts me to sleep. But let me continue. Ultimately, of course, meeting these responsibilities comes down to the integrity of the people who take an oath to follow the guidelines. As an aside, their integrity was zero because they didn't follow the guidelines and they, they corrupted the process. And policies currently in place. Guidelines that date from the time of Attorney General Levi and that are designed to ensure the rule of law is upheld. As such... The answer is not the creation of new rules, but a renewed fidelity to the old. What utter and complete garbage. If we've seen, look, I'm an alumnus of the Department of Justice. I revere the Department of Justice. In my role as senator, I hear routinely from FBI agents, from DOJ prosecutors who are furious. How was our institution of law enforcement that is decidedly apolitical how was it turned into a corrupt and dishonest machinery that became the legal attack dogs of the hillary clinton oppo research department what john durham did is say this is all terrible but we're not going to do anything 
Nobody's going to be indicted. Nobody's going to be fired. Nobody's going to be held to consequence. Oh, it's a shame. We just saw a, a bloodless coup uh, unfold in, in our Department of Justice and FBI, but tisk tisk. let's try not to do that again. Nobody's held accountable. That makes me angry. Mr. Durham, you're not in charge of writing op-eds. You have the power of convening a grand jury. You have the power of bringing indictments, and you failed in that task. What you described was an absolute dereliction of duty, and yet nobody was held to account for it. There's another name that has to be brought up, and that is the name of former President of the United States of America, Barack Obama. And I want to talk about what this report also uh, says about his leadership. But before I get to that, let me tell you about Patriot Mobile. Uh, I had the privilege of going and playing in the Folds of the Fallen golf tournament with Patriot Mobile uh, on Monday. And I can tell you that it is really fun to work with a company that takes money every month from your bill and they give it back to support causes that we stand with. Uh, Folds of the Fallen is an incredible organization that gives scholarships uh, to children of men and women who've given the ultimate sacrifice protecting and defending our country, whether it is here or abroad. And that is what Patriot Mobile does. They take a portion of your bill every month and they give it back to organizations that stand up for our First and our Second Amendment rights that stand up for our religious freedom, stand up for the sanctity of life, and they also stand with our military heroes, our veterans, our first responders. This is why I want you to switch to Patriot Mobile. Put your money where your values are. For years, Big Mobile has been dumping millions into leftist causes, and we had to take it because we didn't have another option. Well, now another option exists. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative wireless provider offering you dependable, nationwide coverage on all three major networks so you get the best service in your area without the woke propaganda pushed by leftists working hard to destroy this country how do you switch call them 878 patriot you can keep your same cell phone or upgrade to a new one you can keep your same cell phone number 878 patriot that's 878 patriot get free activation today with the promo code verdict that's patriotmobile.com or 878 patriot Senator, let's talk about one player here that really has kind of, I think, it's, it's, he's really gone away kind of unscathed from all of this. And that's a guy who knew all about what was happening here, former President Barack Obama. Uh, how guilty is he of allowing all this to start? Because he's the one that knew they were spying uh, on the Trump campaign. He was the one that was briefed on all of this. He was the one that allowed them to keep moving forward when Donald Trump was running against Hillary Clinton. So Barack Obama, sadly, was utterly, utterly complicit in this entire scheme to abuse the Department of Justice, to abuse the FBI, to target his political opponent, to target the Republican nominee who was running against Hillary Clinton to, to succeed him. Um, let me tell you what the, the Durham report concluded. The Durham report concluded that the FBI was tipped off about the Hillary Clinton's plan to, quote, vilify Donald Trump by tying him to Russian President Vladimir Putin. But it didn't investigate that tip. According to the report, the FBI received, quote, highly significant intelligence from a, quote, trusted foreign source pointing to a Clinton campaign plan to vilify Trump by tying him to Vladimir Putin so as to divert attention from her own concerns relating to her use of a private email server. The report continued, quote, Unlike the FBI's opening of a full investigation of unknown members of the Trump campaign based on raw, uncorroborated investigation, in this separate matter involving a purported Clinton campaign plan, the FBI never opened any type of inquiry, issued any taskings, employed any analytical personnel, or produced any analytical products in connection with the information. The report said that the lack of action by the FBI was despite the fact that the Clinton plan was so significant that CIA Director John Brennan briefed President Barack Obama, Vice President Joe Biden, Attorney General Loretta Lynch, FBI, 
FBI Director James Comey and other senior government officials days after the tip was received. And the report continues, quote, the speed and manner in which the FBI opened and investigated Crossfire Hurricane during the presidential election season, based on raw, unanalyzed, and uncorroborated intelligence, also reflected a noticeable departure from how it handled matters involving Hillary Clinton. This was corruption that went to the very top, and yet John Durham held nobody accountable. No one. And that's the part here that I think people say is, did he not have the power? And there's been debate on this. There's some saying he really didn't have the power to do anything. There's others saying that's BS. Yes, he had the power to do something. Senator, give me your reaction to that idea. Did what were his hands tied in your opinion? Is there two sides to the story that maybe, hey, all they would allow him to do is write what is, in essence, a, 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 a fact-finding op-ed of, okay, here's what I found, and this is what we've got, but no one's going to get in trouble for anything. What utter nonsense. He was a special prosecutor. He could indict anybody. He could indict you, Ben Ferguson, tonight. Now, presumably there's no evidence, or at least not much, that you've committed a felony recently. Sure I have. I'm a conservative that speaks out. Isn't that enough okay. now? I thought that's uh, the bar. Y- y- you know, it may well be. But look, he was a special prosecutor, had the ability to convene a grand jury and bring charges against anyone who committed illegal conduct. He didn't do that. Um, there are some that are debating, well, it wasn't his job to recommend reforms to the Department of Justice procedures or the FBI procedures. And on some level, that's true. And on some level, who cares? If he wanted to recommend reforms, he could have. He could have written that in the report and said, you know what? The current rules don't work. Change them. That would have been something. But instead, he went out of his way to say, nope, the rules are fine. It's just here the bastards didn't follow them. And by the way, I'm not going to prosecute or indict any of them for not following them. We just are going to say... In the future, it would be nice if people followed the rules. Now, that's true, but the job of a special prosecutor is to hold people to account. And and I'm sitting here saying we saw an attempt to mount a legal overthrow of our government, a legal undermining of democracy, both during the 2016 election and after the 2016 election. And at this point, who's being prosecuted? Who's going to jail? Who's facing the consequences for that lawless attempt to prevent the the legitimate election of a president and then to topple a legitimately elected president? And the answer is utterly nobody. But you know what? The New York Times and Washington Post have Pulitzer Prizes, so so that's good for them. Yeah, at least they got that. One other question I want to ask you, and that's about the rewriting uh, of this story from the media. Um, There was an interesting commentary that was put out by CNN by Jake Tapper. And there were people that wanted to give him credit for this. My initial reaction, and granted, full disclosure, I I worked with Jake for seven years as a conservative commentator finding the commies at CNN. But... I don't give him credit for saying this because if they would have done their damn jobs early on, they would have known the story they were selling to undermine democracy and undermine the presidency for the entire time Donald Trump was president was a lie. And now all of a sudden they're like, okay, well now we're going to maybe come clean and say it was somehow their fault. Their fault. Listen to this. And then I want to get your reaction. Port is now here. It has dropped. And it might not have produced everything of what some Republicans hoped for. It is, regardless, devastating to the FBI. And to a degree, it does exonerate Donald Trump. Let's bring in CNN. I mean, you hear it there. And it exonerates Donald Trump. Now, before I get your reaction, let me tell you about our friends at Augusta Precious Metals. I want to talk about what's going on in the economy. I want to talk about the your IRA and your 401k. Uh, did you know that you can actually get free gold? just by learning about a gold IRA from our friends at Augusta Precious Metals. That's right. You can. You can get free gold just for learning about a gold IRA. 
It's important that you know what's going on in the crazy economy. You've seen some of the bank failures, and you know that saving is hard. And having those dollars and protecting them from this economy is important, especially if you're close to retirement or in retirement. That's where Augusta Precious Metals comes in. They give you information on how to protect your savings and open a gold IRA. So if you've saved at least $100,000 for retirement, call and ask about their ultimate guide to gold IRAs. I trust Augusta Precious Metals. I use them. With no high-pressure sales tactics and thousands of five-star ratings, there's a reason why Money Magazine says they are the best gold IRA company. Get your free gold, get free information, and the retirement protection. Call them today. 877, the number four, gold IRA. 877, the number four, gold IRA. Or online at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. That's AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Senator, uh, you, you heard Jake Tapper there, right? It's, it's very clear, you know, this Durham report's dropped and it concluded the FBI never should have launched a Trump probe in the first place and the report exonerates Donald Trump. Uh, and now we're going to read it for you. These guys were selling this. And as a member of in, in the media, it makes me livid to see them all of a sudden come out and be like, oh, well, good job. Now you got to tell them the truth. They undermine the president and the Republican Party and conservatives and democracy for years. Jake Tapper, I have conflict, conflicted views on. I, I've known Jake for 25 years. There was a time when he was a young cub reporter, when he actually wanted to be a journalist, when he cared about reporting the news, when he had integrity. Once Trump became president, it broke him. Jake is a, a shattered husk of who he was. He hates Trump so much that, that he's embraced. He's been part of CNN's self-immolation, where he, where he no longer reports on news. He is instead a rabid partisan. So I'm glad he said, quote, that this report is devastating to the FBI, and to a degree it does exonerate Donald Trump. That was accurate. You know what Jake didn't say? And let me say on behalf of CNN, I apologize for spending four years lying to you every day about this information. I apologize for CNN not caring about the countervailing facts. I apologize for CNN not investigating those facts. I apologize for CNN repeating the unverified leaks and lies that, that advanced this story that was based on total fabrication. I apologize for CNN not being journalists, not reporting news, not in fact reporting that this came from Hillary Clinton, that this came from the DNC, not reporting that the Steele report was an utter and complete lie, not telling you anything of the truth because we hate Donald Trump so much that we instead said, did you hear? There's a P-tape. Ooh. Oh, wow. Like, like we played on an earlier verdict, SNL, Saturday Night Live, when they played this, this like CNN fantasy version for liberals to like, ooh, look at this bad thing. Like when SNL is making fun of them, it's a disaster. And so I'm glad Jake Tapper issued a sentence that acknowledged this. By the way, it wasn't just Jake Tapper. Other media outlets, CBS News, quote, After nearly four years of investigation, special counsel John Durham found that the FBI lacked actual evidence to investigate then-candidate Donald Trump's campaign in 2016 and relied on leads, quote, funded by political opponents instead. That, that, that seems bad. It's almost like CNN, CBS should not have spent... Six years reporting on this garbage. CNN's Aaron Perez, quote, the bottom line in this, the investigation found that the FBI failed in many, many ways. Well, wait a second. CNN failed in many, many ways. CBS failed in many, many ways. NBC, ABC, MSNBC all failed in many, many ways. MSNBC every night had fantasy sessions about Trump-Russia collusion. And by the way, it's not just the corporate media. Democrats, Adam Schiff said in 2018, quote, there's plenty of evidence of collusion or conspiracy in plain sight. Well, apparently there wasn't. No, there was no evidence. It was made up. It was made up by the opera researchers of Hillary Clinton. But Adam Schiff was happy to get on TV and scream about it. Here's what Chuck Schumer said in 2018, quote, a single ominous question now hangs over the White House. 
What could possibly cause President Trump to put the interests of Russia over those of the United States? Quote, millions of Americans will continue to wonder if the only possible explanation for this dangerous behavior is the possibility that President Putin holds damaging information over President Trump. Look, I got to admit, this pisses me off. Democrats were lying. The DOJ launched an investigation with no evidence based on partisan hatred. And the corporate media amplified those lies shamelessly. It is an utter and complete failure of our system, and nobody's been been held to account. Nobody's prosecuted, nobody's fired, nobody's lost their job, and they continue to do the same going forward. This is, I have a feeling, why it's going to end up being a big election year issue, not just on the presidential level, but also uh, in Senate and House races, and it should be, because this is going to be about accountability for the people that did this to this country Don't forget, we do this show three days a week, so make sure you share this uh, with your family and friends. Share this on social media, wherever you are. That helps us reach more people. Without you guys, we don't do this show, so thank you for doing that. Second thing, uh, also, write us a five-star review. Helps us reach more people on the charts as well. And uh, hit that subscribe, auto-download button as we do the show every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Uh, It's always a pleasure. We'll see you get back here in a couple of days. Hollywood is under siege from an external force. The same Hollywood that sold the American dream is now making nightmares a reality. Many major films make choices to appease the Chinese Communist Party to be distributed in China. Join Tiffany Meyer, an investigative reporter in Hollywood Takeover, brought to you by the Epic Times, where she reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeover.com slash Ben. hollywoodtakeover.com slash Ben. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.